Hello, everyone, and welcome into the 610 Podcast. We've enjoyed bringing you conversation so much that we want to open it up to the listeners. If you want to get in on the conversation, email me at 610podcast, capital P-H-L, at gmail.com to get your Philadelphia sports questions asked. That's 610podcast, capital P, capital H, and capital L, at gmail.com. Now to the conversation. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Saturday, March the 2nd, discussing the first week of Philadelphia Phillies spring training. They are 4-2-3. In in they sit right now in the Grapefruit League in third. Um, they've had some blown leads, some, some bullpen woes, which hopefully they'll be able to fix heading into the season of course but ultimately I think we've seen a lot of really nice things from the Phils to begin spring training um, and some things that I also want to continue some of the conversation about because it's some things are concerning some things I wonder are a little telling and you know at the at the, I guess, helm of holding the front office accountable, I'll put it that way, in terms of dissecting certain things right now. So let's begin with what we've liked about the Phils to begin spring training. There's been a lot of really good pop out of the Phillies' bats. Um, I mean, a lot of what we were expecting. Nick Castellanos sent one well out of the yard today, which, if you didn't see it, go uh, go check it out. Really unbelievable stuff out of him. Christian Pache showing some pop. He's got two homers this spring. Alec Bohm and JT in their first spring training uh, at bats. They had a nice, nice homer. Um, Whit Merrifield. Also saw one go out the other day. Scott Kingery, who is still here. Um, yes, Jetpacks has not left. He is still holding the fort down after his buddy Reese Hoskins has parted to Milwaukee. So a lot uh, riding on his shoulders to continue the uh, the tradition of the... Um, Mid 2010 draft picks made by former GM Matt Klentak. but no, seriously, um, he's looked nice. I mean, definitely someone that I always thought that the that the Phillies, for whatever reason, I mean, I thought they should have done it last year. Was maybe make a trade to where you could get, you know, a, a young prospect, you know, get him over to a team that he could have potential with, like you know, get some major league playing time I mean you can't 
you know, tell me that he couldn't play for a team like the Rockies or a team like, um, you know, heck the A's, but, you know, who knows what the A's even have in their farm system at this point. But just, you know, get him to a team to where, you know, you can maybe get a diamond in the rough or just a solid um, prospect to come in and give him an opportunity to play because with the amount of depth, I mean, what's what's the point in having the guy hang around? I get before for contract issues, but now, I mean, come on. So um, as far as that's concerned, that's uh, that's my thoughts on jetpacks. Pitching so far, we've seen some nice things out of Aaron Nola. Uh, he had a rough outing yesterday, but hopefully he'll be able to bounce back. Ranger Suarez looked good. We haven't seen Zach Wheeler. Him and his wife just had a kid, so congratulations to them. So he's on paternity leave. Um, furthermore, we've seen Sir Anthony Dominguez have some nice outings thus far in two innings pitched. So a nice job by Sir Anthony. Hopefully he'll be able to come out and have a nice season this year compared to what happened last. But... It's all dependent upon how he does. Orion Kirkering did well. Spencer Turnbull has looked solid. Um, and today we saw a nice stuff out of Griff McGarry. Pitched a scoreless frame. So a nice job out of him. Mick Abel as well. So some good stuff out of the young guys. Really like seeing that. Uh, so hats off to the Phillies player development. Really nice to see, and potentially those guys you might need to call up throughout the season, as we've seen in the last couple years. Always nice to have that depth there, and even if you, you know, look to potentially trade, um, you know, McAbel was projected to be a starter. Now, of course, I'm not looking to really move on from him, but you know, McGarry maybe. Jeff Hoffman's looked pretty good thus far, in one and two thirds innings pitched. Um, so we get to see a lot of some some of the same faces. And it's really telling, though, I think, when you look at the Phillies' spring this year compared to last, a lot of the guys last year were at the World Baseball Classic, so, you know, they got more production, and, and you know, there's been always throughout Major League Baseball this stigma against the World Baseball Classic and spring training because it takes so much time away from guys as to whether or not they'll be able to be around for the full spring training and and whatnot. So it's great to see, you know, like Trey Turner this year finally getting to have this full spring training. And last year, you know, he really felt like Rob Thompson talked about it. You know, it's tough for him to get comfortable and whatnot, even though he was uh, Captain America last year in the World Baseball Classic. But regardless, a good job um, for those said names. Johan Rojas has significantly looked bigger, but his bat has not been there. Just batting 231. His on base percentage is the same. Five strikeouts, just one stolen base. Has not had a walk yet, so I want to see more out of him. But, you know, I mean, Bryson Stott's batting 167. So <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, you know, you, you, it's not the end-all, beat-all, basically, is what I'm trying to say out of that. Um, but furthermore, so that's a lot of the stats. Let's go further further on from that. Listen, this next guy I'm about to talk about, I am so for the Phillies moving on from. I just, I think 
what you've seen now, whether or not the starting rotation would be the same, of course, that's a different story. But, you know, you've got to, I think, weigh your options on whether or not it might be viable to move on from him. And that's Taiwan Walker. He hasn't pitched yet to start. We knew the issues he had with Rob Thompson and him not pitching in the in the NLCS or in the play, postseason at all, um, as a matter of fact. But, I mean, if he can't stay healthy, what's the point? You know, if he's not going to be healthy, what is the point in him being here? And that contract looks terrible that the Phillies signed him to. He's day-to-day with knee issues. Knee issues. He's uh, aiming to throw off the mound play uh, after playing catch today, which is just beautiful. Um, I just, gosh, I mean, this guy is, in my opinion, if you were hoping that he could be someone that could, you know, be the Zach Eflin replacement, he's done none of that. You know, he's had some nice, he had that nice stretch in June last year, but other than that, he was a joke. His velocity would swing from, 98 to 94 from day to day or from outing to outing not day to day that makes more sense but it's just a total total atrocious uh contract situation right now with him and it makes no sense as to why he is this darn injury prone i mean you literally thought you were getting at least a little bit more out of him from what you got out of Zach Eflin in terms of durability, but I mean the guy's 31. Walker is. He's going to be making this year 18 million. Um, has three years left on his contract, and I think if you can try and see if there's a viable team that you can move him to, I'm all for it. Now, what you get for him is yet to be seen. If you can get a similar starting pitcher, I mean, heck, you know, potentially, and just say, all right, we're gonna. See where we go. I mean, if they had Andrew Painter right now, I'd be all for, all right, we're just going to move him and get young prospects because there's no one else that I can really say, yes, I can hang my hat on this guy. I mean, right now, your starting five is set in stone. It's Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Walker, Sanchez. That's it. Unless they go out and make a signing and you get a Jordan. As a matter of fact, if they do sign Jordan Montgomery, if they do get him, trade Taiwan Walker. Get prospects for him. Trade him to a team like the Tigers. Let him, you know, come out and show some nice things to where he could be a trade deadline acquisition somewhere um, for a different team. But right now, if you're looking and you're hoping to contend this season, this guy's not worth it. I mean, he is not worth the money you're paying him. He's injury prone as heck. I was not expecting this when we got him. Total joke. I mean, you know, where I was up at school in New York, my Met friends would tell me that, man, you know, I'm so glad I don't have to watch that guy be on the IL and his velocity jump. I didn't think that'd be a problem. Um, You know, I thought, okay, well, maybe that was just, you know, one season with the Mets. It was just their luck potentially, but it wasn't. Saw it last year. Drove you nuts. Drove me nuts because the majority he had 15 wins, I think he finished the year with, was most in the NL. Most of that was because the offense had to come out and light it up. 
I mean, when Walker was on the mound and Nola was on the mound, I don't know how the offense did it to where they would have to pretty much average like five runs a game because those two just were a nightmare. And I think Taiwan Walker is one guy that now with the pitch clock, I mean, I think he's someone that likes to work maybe slower. Yet that's not the case anymore, obviously. So I think it's really having an effect on him right now. But regardless, it's... It's time, I think, to move on um, and get what you can. I'm all for signing Jordan Montgomery. I don't want Blake Snell. Jordan Montgomery, if you can get him you know, for a two-, three-year deal because who knows what your starting row is going to look like and you know, if you want to really keep this thing competitive like John Middleton wants to and build something, Montgomery could be in your future plans, and you know, especially um, with – You know, we don't have a ton of lefty arms waiting in the wings. Of course, you do have Christopher Sanchez. But, you know, Jordan Montgomery, I mean, that'd be a nice nice option to have in your starting rotation and get Taiwan Walker the hell out of here because he's a joke, in my opinion. And I'd love to eat my words. If he goes out and he shines, I'll eat him. But listen, from what I've seen right now, if you want this to be a winning season, you want this to be a year where you're back in contention for a pennant run, Taiwan Walker is not the guy. I'm going to keep killing him because I was irked of the comments that he made. Not that I, you know, don't love the fight and the passion, but I know all year he's been working on his stuff and now he's hurt again. Like, dude, what the heck? I mean, this would be the kind of time without Zach Wheeler you could get some opportunities, you know, you could really shine. And that's not been the case, obviously, because he's hurt and he's always hurt. His velocity is. Just goes from, like I said, 98 one day. Five days later, it's 93. One game, he's going six innings. The next, he's going one. It's like, dude, come on. So that's my that's my two cents on Taiwan Walker. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the 6-1-All Podcast. Let me know what you think. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. Feeling low, instead of letting go, just remember that.